This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's up to you, New York, New York. on a hit over there, the deep center, sets back, away back, yeah. she is gone. This is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. All right. Very special episode here. We're episode, what is it, 17? We're episode 17 now. Getting really into this. We got a special guest, Dan Rourke. You guys have probably seen him on YouTube all over the place. You want to give a little intro about yourself, plug yourself? Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm excited to be here today. And yeah, like you said, I'm... YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, all Yankees content, a couple Instagram accounts. I just, I like the Yankees and I like creating content about the Yankees. So I'm pumped to be here today. Uh, first question I have for Dan, what is the, what are you most excited for going into this year? I asked this to anyone who comes on, which could be anything, could be whatever you want. What do you think? What am I most excited for going, going into 2020? Um, a healthy Aaron Judge, hopefully. Um, obviously, health has just been his problem. Um, since 2018, and I think all he really needs to do is just stay healthy, and 100% he's going to be in the top three conversation for MVP. Um, only roadblock with that would be Mike Trout, but I really think um, a healthy Aaron Judge would be what I'm most pumped for, and just the, I don't know, the whole storyline, that the how much we hate the Astros, I know we're going to get into all that, but it's, it's going to be a fun year for sure, and you know we are, once again, the clear-cut favorites, I think, two in the World Series, and overall it's going to be a fun year, but my main thing definitely um, Aaron Judge to stay healthy. That's what I'm, I'm most pumped for. I'm a big Aaron Judge guy, as most people are. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you said the the Mike Trout thing because that, that whole shit with him trending with the steroids. <laughs> Do we want to get into that a little bit? Let's talk about that because I mean, I think the league doesn't want him to be on steroids because he's obviously the poster child for everything baseball. And I think the story was, correct me if I'm wrong, that he had the thyroid issue, so he took yeah. like. Some sort of HGH. Yeah. So was, is that actually true? Because I saw it. I literally tweeted as a joke. I was like, during during the whole Astros thing, I tweeted the only thing that would make this even crazier is is if somehow, some way, you find out that Mike Trout's on steroids, and then it started like, trending. I was like, what the fuck happened? So if you guys yeah, know, that me in. I think if Mike Trout actually was on some sort of HGH, I would cover it up too. That would just be a horrible look for the sport. Um, but no, nah, that's not true. There's no way it's true. Do you guys think it's true? I mean, I mean, if it is, they will never know. There, he's the <laughs> prize possession, and like I think that if if it is true, that MLB will do everything to deny it, even if they know what's going on, because like they can't let that happen. Because then everything's going to shit. If if Mike Trout's doing steroids, then that the league will burn. That was literally the point of my tweet. I was like, the only thing that would make this like crazier, and then just make the whole entire MLB shut down as a whole would be Mike Trout being on steroids. And then yeah. the whole HGH thing. I don't think it's true. I don't buy into it. I don't but, buy it. And even no, if but it I mean, well, one, they've made a comment saying that it's not true. Um, but two, I mean, if isn't that like, aren't you allowed to take certain medications if you're actually like, if you're prescribed for them? Like if he has a thyroid issue, if that's actually legit, I mean, aren't you, if he has, if he has to take medicine, he has to take medicine. So, I mean, if that is the case, they actually, has a thyroid issue. You can't really blame the guy for having to take medicine for it, you know, or whatever he has to take. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't buy into it. I think he's going to be fine. Regardless, if he wasn't fine, I think the MLB is just going to brush it under the rug because it's fucking Mike Trout. So, I think that's enough of that. We debunked that a bit. So, something big that came out before the whole cheating thing, which of course we're going to get into, uh, the Jessica Mendoza take on the Mike Fire situation, I, that was literally quite possibly the Sorry. worst take in all of 
baseball and all year, like the worst take all year, and it's January 16th when it happened. Like, guaranteed the worst take of the year. The worst take of the decade. What do you guys think about that? Or fill them in with what happened if somebody wants to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was just terrible baseball take. And it's crazy about it is the fact that she's like a part of the Mets organization. So, like, I know there's supposed to be two separate entities. One, you know, there's one Jessica Mendoza that works for the Mets, one that's a speaker for ESPN. But all in all, horrible take. She's retracted that a little bit since um, because it was so bad. But, like, did you see the Twitter reaction? Like, even myself, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, like, Twitter was freaking out, rightfully so. I mean, I don't know what she was thinking. Like, I can't imagine, like, Waking up, knowing I have to go to an ESPN segment, and thinking that was a good idea to say, even yeah. if you truly believe it, that's one of those things you just don't say. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think, that's that's I think it's right, funny. Man. I think it's funny that who was it? Was it Golik that was the guy on with her? He kind of like baited her into that. Like he, he kind of was like, yeah. so so you have a take about the Mike Fire situation? You you have a problem with it? Like, I, do you think he agreed with it? Because he said. <laughs> You don't agree with the Mike Fires thing, and he kind of wanted her to give that reaction on live TV, and then she just pulled no. the whole like. <laughs> I don't think he agreed with it. I think he just knew how stupid she like. Oh. I think she probably said it to him, and he knew how stupid it was, so he wanted her yeah. to say it. It was premeditated for sure. Like he definitely was saying <laughs> something about, or she was definitely saying something about it backstage, and or something like that. And then they got on, and he definitely just wanted her to say it because it was going to be controversial the way it was. I just think yeah. it wasn't just a hot take. I think it was kind of irresponsible, yeah. um, especially because she works for the Mets too. Like, just not not good, not a good look. She essentially said that he should have lied about cheating. Like, what? No, like, he, she, she said he should have gone through upper management and gone straight to them to like, like get the story out there. But that's stupid. And a lot of people were tweeting that, like John Boy even said and Trevor Bauer was getting involved like all everybody was like that meme of mean girls with everybody getting involved in yeah everything. that shit was funny yeah no <laughs> you know like universally everybody knows like this is a, a brutal take and it's kind of like you know like the saying there's no such thing as bad publicity that is definitely not true because this has yeah. blown like fuck up and everybody's trashing her for it everybody <laughs> I, I so tweeted mad. some things like get her fired with the pitchforks and everything and everybody was like <laughs> That actually kind of went <laughs> like Fire Mendoza hashtag. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Not to mention she's brutal on the Sunday Night Baseball broadcast. She's pretty brutal. Yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, I was literally saying like I don't know how somebody like that gets a job, and it doesn't hurt. Or it doesn't help that she's paired with A Rod, and a lot of people don't like A Rod as a comic. I think A Rod sucks as a personally. <laughs> it's weird because I feel like A Rod like. It's just ESPN where he's terrible. I don't know what it is. Like, A-Rod yes. talking about baseball on Fox or on Yes, he's, like, which is the smartest guy out there. But, like, you know, like, how there's, like, authentic A-Rod and there's corny A-Rod? Yes. Yeah. Corny he's A-Rod. so corny. So <laughs> on ESPN. It's so bad. I like, think his voice is different on ESPN, too. I don't know what his deal is, but that whole broadcast is terrible. Isn't it? No, I hate – I literally hate when the Yankees are on Sunday Night Baseball. I hate it. We're going to listen to Michael K. I have to mute the TV. I hate when it's anybody but Michael K. Dude, I'll just put John Sterling on in the background. Just watch it. There's that one I'd part. I'd rather listen to Joe Buck every every game. No, that's crazy. <laughs> that's uh, I'd rather I'd rather listen to Joe Buck. I mean, when Joe Buck's on, that's the thing. Like, you know, it's a big game when Joe Buck's announcing, but he's also the worst fucking baseball announcer there is. Like, he sucks off the Astros, and now he loves the Red Sox. I'd like to see well, how Fox he works the whole time, which is so annoying. Fox Sports like sucks the Astros dick so hard every broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like I'd like too. to see I'd like to see how they announce it after this whole like cheating scandal because obviously they're not going to be like the same like sucking their dick the whole time. But I I had a funny I think you guys have seen this too with A Rod when there's that one tweet that went kind of viral of him just like A Rod with a fantastic analysis and it's just him going baseball <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's the funniest thing. Really does I know he's just so. Like uh, he's like an airhead, and then he's just so perfectly paired with Mendoza, and I, I just find it crazy. And then she did put out that statement after, which didn't really clear anything up. Like she kind of basically said, like he should have went to upper management. And like I was saying before, that's happened already, and nothing got done because, and like it, it all stemmed from him coming out because he knew what happened. Exactly. So. This, this all has been around the league actually like since it happened for a couple of years and MLB knew about it Teams were like filing complaints to MLB about it and they weren't doing anything about it until it got out to the public because that's when you have to do something about it so if Mike Fires 
if he never cooperates with the athletic on that story, we may not even be talking about the Astros cheating today. You never know. Like that's what got the ball rolling. And for Jessica Mendoza to say he shouldn't have done that, she's an idiot. I mean, simple as that. So let's get into the next topic here. So, I mean, with that being said, we might as well just get into the the whole Astros cheating situation. So the first piece of evidence we have, I think, what was the first thing that came out? The the don't got, well that that that's all. I'm talking about, Sorry, talking about the, new the after the, the new stuff. Gotcha. The buzzer yeah. shit. So yeah. when I think the first thing that came out was the him, the video of him with the shirt saying like like la camisa. I think he was saying a lot of people th- thought he was saying I have a piece on. I have a piece on. But I think it, a, a few yeah a few Spanish people have confirmed on Twitter and then they were like he's saying la camisa, which means my shirt. But <clears> he's so he's so clearly trying to hide that he has something on. And so that's the first piece of evidence. So why don't we chat a little bit about that? What do you guys think about? I, I'll go here because I'm so pissed off about it. Because, like, I was, re- I said this to you right away, Rella, when you texted me about it. I said, so you mean to tell me that the guy just hits a home run off of Raldis Chapman to go to the World Series, and the first thing he thinks about rounding third, looking at his teammates, is his fucking shirt for no no reason? Like, you're fucking hiding. That's not what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and the the thing is, it's just so pure. Like his lack of emotion is just like I feel like it's like, oh fuck, I got away with this. Like it actually yeah. just fucking worked. Like we just did that. And like I don't think it was a fuck. Yeah, we're going to the World Series. It was like wow, I just fucking cheated. Like <laughs> I, I just it felt like <laughs> it worked. So it was like yeah. <laughs> like a like a facial and like. Like emotion as a whole, just like it worked. Now let's just not get caught. Like he was, yeah. As soon as he made the crack of the bat, I feel like he was in defense mode, trying to like. Yeah, no, like that was his first. Literally, off. that's like, it. Holy fuck! All the other shit, like the I think the main pieces of evidence were that. Um, the fact that he was in the front of the box. The front of the box too. We tweeted that it kind of went viral. We got like eight hundred retweets on that. Wait, <laughs> but, what was it? What was it? I'm not sure if I saw it. What the front of the so box? So he basically. So they had a. They released a picture and it kind of circled Altuve's feet on that. And it was. I forget what the count was. I think it was two zero count. And he's at the front two, of the box. Two one. He's at the front of the box against Chapman. If there's a hundred. Yeah. Like there's no way in that situation. And he wasn't even just looking for a home run. They were just trying to get on. If he didn't know that it was going to be a fastball and he didn't know like what the pitch was, he nobody would be. At the front of the box facing Chapman. Everyone's in the back corner trying to hide yeah, him, not get hit by a fastball. And a lot so of people stepped up like that. Yeah, in the box. A lot of people, I when know. I posted that, a lot of people thought my argument was that he moved up in the box before that pitch, which is not what I'm saying. What I was saying was, and I actually saw this on Instagram somewhere, so I, I wasn't the first person to post this. I just tweeted it. And uh, so my argument was he's setting up in front of the box the whole at bat, didn't move. And he's waiting. He's not even gonna offer up on a fastball because he's looking for that slider because he knows he doesn't have much of a chance on the fastball. So why not wait for the slider and just take it yard or get on, like you were saying? So he set up in the front of the box and obviously waited for that buzz to kick in. And then he just knows what's coming and he's ready for it. And what happened was that's why I put the pitch sequence below it because it went fastball. It was wild fastball, another wild pitch. So it's two zero, and he didn't even flinch on it. That could be because it was a ball could be because he didn't want the fastball but then it goes to 2-0 and he throws in the slider which he probably got the buzz for but it's 2-0 so you're not going to swing and then he gets the next pitch and it's the slider that wasn't even really hung like a lot of people said he hung it it's Chapman's fault he set up low Gary did and he missed a little high but it was still on the black like it was still kind of a backdoor it, he yeah, I agree with everything. I agree with everything. Only thing is, I've seen a lot of people say that, oh, that pitch was actually kind of a nice backdoor slider. That's what, I disagree. I think that pitch was, it really was a bad pitch, in my opinion, at least. Um, the Astros, they treated so blatantly in 2017, so blatantly, and they got caught. Yes. But at the time, they, we really believed that all of a sudden, they just <clears> had <throat> morals in 2018, yeah, 2019, yeah. decided to stop beating. Yeah. Not a chance. Why? It probably was that buzzer. And the way I look at it, too, is, and they were talking, when John Boy was on the Michael K show, they were talking about this. Um, but the 2017 style with the banging so bad is cheating. Like, in a way, it's kind of like juvenile, like it's juvenile in a way. Where if they actually use these buzzers, like I don't know, I feel like really like that's like even so much worse. Like when you incorporate yeah. like, that kind of technology, that's like that's bad. So if they actually did like do some sort of thing buzzer wise, I'm thinking like it's got to be like a. Some, I'm not sure if a lifetime ban or like I think lifetime. They, ban. They got to revoke the title. 
They got to revoke the pennant. I mean, Judge you got to do something. Oh, I don't know. If you get the, I don't know about the MVP. I, I think that's the biggest thing of all of it because if he's one of the main guys wearing a buzzer, then like he's directly responsible. And like you say, with the moral yeah. conscience, like if it like the the report that the commissioner came out with, like I'm Bregman right now. The commissioner made his report. The Astros made their report. Remember that? Did you guys see that video of him addressing the media? Oh my god, that was so that bad. was brutal. that he's, was horrible. Bregman, first of all, he is the Cockiest motherfucker. Always loves to yeah. in front of the spotlight. That was so... Dude, the Astros PR guy, and I tweeted this out yesterday, he needs to be fired. Because if this is what their approach is going to be for this season, it's not It's not going to end well for them at all. Like, no. Fans already hate him enough. And for Bregman to like... It's like he was on trial, like repeating everything. Like, like what do you say? He was like, um, the commissioner made his report. Commissioner made his report. Like, shut up, bro. I hate him. I can't yeah. stand up. He's a piece of shit. Dude, people like him, like... Everybody's tweeting at Verlander for to to hear his two cents because he likes to police the league, and then now all of a sudden yeah, he, he hasn't tweeted. He hasn't tweeted since like their last game, and yeah. it's just funny that we aren't hearing these guys who are loud, like you said, and they're just not saying shit. Like it's just crazy. And so I think did we finish the point about the front of the box thing? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, there wasn't I, much. It was just piece of regardless. There's that, and then would you want to say something, Kev? Yeah, but like really quickly, like. I think about it like this, like you were saying, like the the morals, like it worked in 2017, but That's then, about. but then Cora, Cora goes to the Red Sox, and it's like he's in on it, so like we have to kind of change what we're doing now. So like, let's get some fucking wires in this bitch. Like, yeah, we, we found we we found a way to upgrade our speed, <laughs> and Cora's gone. So like now and we Cora really did the get same out. thing in Boston. Fired. Or she did yeah. in Boston too. Like, yeah, no, he did. But it's just like if Cora knows that you're about to cheat, like. You gotta, you gotta kind of revamp it, and they well, did, that's and the that's thing. where the wires. That was the thing. They're not gonna stop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, they, the report, what I was trying to make before, this is what I was trying to say. The report said that in 2017 they did the banging stuff, and then that stopped, and that's what the report said. It didn't say they stopped cheating. It said they stopped banging, which yeah. naturally, yeah. it's so funny. I think we've talked about this before. That it's such a, like, it's such a, like technologically sound way of cheating they have. They have the cameras, they have the whole media room, everything like that. And then the way they deliver the message is by banging a trash can. It just seems like so retarded and so barbaric. And then I feel like, and you had to believe like somebody in the commissioner, like in the the CEOs or the AJ Hinch and all that were like, yeah, this will work. This is fine. We won't get caught. Yeah. (laughs) So what they end up doing is like, like you said, they're not going to develop a moral conscious when the banging works. They'll just figure out a better way to cheat. And everybody always says how the Astros have this great technology. Like, they always say, uh, well, on the broadcast during the games, like, oh, the, the amazing technology. Like, in hindsight, looking back, that's kind of disgusting to hear. Like, it's so irritating because, like, and it's, I'm glad it's all out there now. But, it's like, with the Astros, like, they always acted so cocky, you know? Like, they always thought they were better than everybody else. They were always on to things before other teams were. And it's like, now that this is all out, to see them lose all this credibility, even though the 2017 title wasn't even, like, stripped, but, like, in our heads, it was, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's cool about it, where it's, like, I was nervous since the report first came out that, like, they were going to be, you know, handed a little punishment and people are going to forget about it. People aren't forgetting about this. Like, this is this has been on, like, national news. Like, every, this, yeah. this scandal has been, like, equated to the Black Sox, you know, and that's, like, on a whole worse. level of... Yeah, oh, I think so as well. No, for sure. And if this buzzer shits out, this is the big. This is one of the biggest scandals in like sports history. That's yeah, baseball. I put up a yeah. poll asking for that. I was like, would you guys want to get into that? Like, I think I don't. I think I talked to Kevin. He thinks it's not. I think this is the worst scandal in sports history because of the way that it impacts the game. Like, for example, like the Pete Rose thing. He bet on himself. Like that doesn't impact other teams. It doesn't impact other players. It impacts his wallet. That's it. With the Black Sox, I'm not really too like educated on that, but. Regardless, they threw, I think they through the World Series. Okay, so that that's kind of a bad situation. Would, too. No, all right. So the Black Sox. But they, they would, that's all. I, I'm not too educated on it myself. I just know it was. Crazy. Yeah, they threw the 1919 World Series. Like a bu- some of them did. Like, I think it was like seven or eight of them like threw it, um, and then they also bet against themselves yeah. and like you know got up, caught up in the mob and shit like that. But like. So that was definitely, like, worse. Like, if that happened today, that'd be absolutely absurd. But I think that this is worse for, like, for the game going forward. And I think it's more, like, kind of 
almost revolutionary to what it is because if the MLB doesn't handle it right, teams are going to start doing it. If the punishment yeah. doesn't, you know, fit the crime. And I think the biggest thing that the MLB has to do now, if the buzzer thing happens, is they have to start uh, making the players accountable because if they're banging a trash can and you you're out two and you're in the box and you know what you know what two hits means, like that's it's a little more uh, avoidable, like to take. I guess responsibility for that, and that's why none of the players got in trouble. But if you're getting rigged up with a buzzer, you're actively involved in the cheating as a player. And in that case, I think that uh, you know you're gonna have to start seeing players get suspended. And uh, I'm actually really pissed. I'm really pissed that they don't even go after the players. I know it's hard. So let's actually just get into that. Let's go around the table. Do we think that the players should have been punished? And this is in the first place too, because they might. I think they might reopen the case because of the buzzer stuff. But and I hope yeah. they do. And if they don't, I don't even know what to say because this, like you said, I feel like this they're not gonna. The game. I really hope they do for the MLB's sake because this impacts the game so much. Like going forward, if like I, I've said this many times, like if this is the only punishment, I want the Yankees to be cheating. <laughs> like as bad as that sounds, like if that's all we're gonna get, fuck it. Why not? If everybody else is doing it, that's why I want them to reopen it. Kev, you're literally dying, right? <laughs> Literally so bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the players thing is tough because I feel like you got. Are we talking like suspending like individual players that we know were involved? Because that's my thing. Now. I think like we just don't know who yeah. exactly was involved. We know Beltron was. I just look at them. I mean, you figure Bregman was Correa, Altuve. Um, but I mean, it's tough to suspend individual players when there could have been other players that we don't know about um, right. that participated in it just as much. Um, and you can't really do a blanket suspension over everybody because, you don't know, maybe there are players that weren't willing to do it or didn't, you know, they didn't comply willingly. So yeah. I, it's tough. I can understand why that would be tough for Manfred to decide, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. I just think that if this buzzer shit happens, there needs to be a new case. They need to reopen it. And, like, you look at some of these stats. I know we've all looked at them, but, like, even guys like Brian McCann, who is batting, like, 330 on the, at home, and he's batting .067 on the, on the road. Like, I mean, how much more blatant does it have to be? Like, yeah, and that's why Beltron's a big player in this because the guys that are most involved are the ones that need the extra help, you know, like the guys who are older, end of their careers, so they need a little boost. Like, guys, and that's the thing that bothers me the, the most is that guys like Altuve and Bregman don't need this. They're already so good at baseball. Like, they don't need somebody to tell them what pitch is coming because they're already fucking nasty. Or maybe well, they're not. Me. Or maybe they're not. Maybe they've been doing this their entire career. What gets me? So I, I bad, think they are. And no, go ahead, sorry, man. Oh, my bad. Um, but what gets me so mad is that, like, I just remember sitting on the couch watching fucking Bregman and Altuve's at bats, and like they they were on every fucking pitch. There was never a bad at bat from any of them. They're sitting on everything. They're pulling everything. And like, if I think about that now, that we're in a fucking wire, like, literally, fuck them. That gets me so mad. Just think about like. Remember when we were at School Street watching the game, Ella, and Bregman gets up and we're literally shitting our pants? Because, like, yeah. <laughs> he, it's never, he never does anything wrong. He just he, – he's on everything, even his foul balls. He's on it. Now it's – now we know why. <laughs> yeah. It gets me so bad. I fucking hate that. And remember before the series, we said how important, like, we said in the regular season, it's so important to get uh, home field advantage against the Astros. We had no clue how important it really was. Because if you think about that, like – well, yeah, that's that's game. four games. We win four then. With the players getting suspended and all that, another tough thing too is that you suspend players, then you have to deal with the MLB Players Association, and that can be really tough. And that's the issue with Beltron as well. Like why he wasn't suspended, at least from what I read, is that he would have the MLBPA to back him up since he was a player at the time. And very rarely um, this MLB win cases against the MLBPA. Um, unless it's like steroid based, like you know, with A Rod, he didn't stand a chance because it was so clear cut. Even back in the day, um, when steroids were a little bit more prominent, uh, one of the big tough challenges was the MLBPA. So I think that may have been a you know consideration as well for Manfred, um, or they're just trying to cover it up. I I have no idea. I think there's a, definitely no matter what, whether it's buzzers or whatever, there's a lot more evidence than we know about. You know, the MLB does know about. You know, yeah, yeah. It would just another another piece of this. Like we'll go, we'll basically run through what happened. So. He he does the hits the home run. He's up in the box. He comes around the bases. He says, "La camisa, don't take my shirt off because he's shy." <laughs> Apparently, he's too shy, and it's actually so funny because he's he's, he says he's shy, and then after that, Twitter did its thing, 
where it went on his Instagram and pulled up pictures of him with his shirt off in every picture. And it's like, oh, you're too shy. <laughs> I'll do it. And he's just shirtless in every picture. But what's the, the coolest part to me and the most savage part about this is Ken Rosenthal in the post-game interview. Because he the, the thing that I realized is Ken Rosenthal had been writing this report, the one by The Athletic that broke the news that they were cheating. So at this time when he hits the home run, he knew what was happening. He knew all the cheating. He had been collecting evidence. So Ken Rosenthal, when he hits him with the question, like, you asked your teammates not to take your shirt off. Why? And then Altuve says, what? He fully heard him. He just wanted more time to think of a response. And then he said, you asked your teammates not to rip your shirt off. Why is that? And then he goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm just shy. Like, I got, last time they did that, I got in trouble with my wife. Like, bull fucking shit, you got in trouble with your wife. You're all yeah. over Instagram shirtless. Like, like, I don't did know. Did you see the, um, did you see, I guess, like, some guy who's, like, an expert at, like, people telling lies? He basically looked at Altuve's interview and he says he qualifies completely as a liar. Because I guess the three things that they look for uh, when asked a tough question is, one, they laugh it off, um, which he did. Two, they say what um, when they're chances, like, when they're lying, chances yeah. are they're going to say what, even though they heard you. He said what. And then they, they, like, they laugh it off and give some, like, they give multiple answers, which is what he did. He said he was shy. Yeah. Um, and then he brought that wife didn't want him to take his jersey. Like, that's, that's so dumb. Like, I had a go, like a walk-off home run, ALCS Game 6 to send my team to the World Series. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not thinking about what my wife wants me or not to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm get what the hell out of here. What, is she going to get, get mad at, at you? Especially, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, it's so loud. You're going to the World Series, but you took your fucking shirt off. How dare you? Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's what she's worried about. Especially, like, the guy has a nice body, too. If you're, like, a fat dude, like, yeah. all right, all right, buddy. All right, slow down <laughs> over there. Relax. I'm not gay, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, I was, I was thinking that, too. I'm thinking, like, oh, because up until, like, Twitter did this thing, like you said, I didn't know what Altuve looked like shirtless. I was like, oh, maybe he's a little bit chubby. I don't, I don't know. And then, like, the guy Credit. I mean, like, this dude's not shy. Get the fuck out of here. You, you got know? guys like Pete Alonzo who have the dad bod like crazy, and he's ripping his shirt off and just fucking doing it. Like, he, he owns taking his shirt. He owns it, bro. Like, yeah. I'm, it's so ridiculous. It's, so that, that's cool to me. I didn't know that shit about the professional uh, liar finder. That's that's kind of cool too. But I, everybody knows he was lying. But like those three yeah. things, he's for sure like lying. I don't know. But with that being said, then you go into. What other things happened that everyone was freaking out? Oh, then they went into like the shit they found, like the wrinkle in their jersey. I don't, I don't buy into that. Um, you could find that yeah, in Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah they, somebody posted the Babe Ruth picture. It's like, oh my god, is anybody safe? <laughs> it was just Babe Ruth <laughs> with a wrinkle in his jersey. I, that I don't, was a stretch for sure. Never yeah. I, oh, and then they had the confetti thing. That wasn't. Yeah, that was just confetti. But I, I just find it weird. Like, yeah, I know it was confetti. But I just find it weird that Reddick is a dirty fuck and just didn't wash it off or something. <laughs> like it's just sitting there for hours on end. Like even when they went back to the dugout, I would know that. I would just chew it all. Yeah, I feel like it's just annoying. Like why would you not take it off? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest, the other big piece of evidence that we haven't even talked about yet is the fact that what's up, man? The fact that he uh, <laughs> when he sorry I got distracted, but when he after he. Before the interview, he ran into the clubhouse. Oh, that to change yeah. his shirt. Like, that was just—I think—that was the most blatant piece of evidence. Yeah. Like, yeah, That's like don't take my shirt off, don't take my shirt off, whatever. But nobody runs into the dugout or the clubhouse before, while they're celebrating a walk-off to go to the World Series. That just doesn't happen. And yeah. I don't know. I, no, I think that was the most blatant piece of evidence. the whole team celebrating, and he ran in the dugout real quick, acting like the cameras aren't on him. They're all on him. <laughs> Runs in there, and then he comes right back out for the Ken Rosenthal interview. See my fucking eye? <laughs> I need an eye patch. <laughs> what happened? You sick or something? I know, I'm allergic to the fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, yeah, Altuve is, like, everything about Altuve is, like, this, like, you know, running into the dugout, the whole, like, my wife doesn't want me to take my shirt off. It's so, like, it's, like, he's a horrible liar, you know? Like, yeah, he's not it's, a like, good liar. I feel like most people are better at lying than that. Like, I could have covered up much better than the way, like, he's trying to do. So, it was so bad. It's so blatant. At least something's going on. Whether it's buzzers, or I don't even know what other, like, possibilities there are. But, like, there's no way, like I was saying before, there's no way the Astros cheated so blatantly in 2017, gained morals all of a sudden, and stopped cheating in 2018 and 2019. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, make sense. If the trash can bang is working, 
let's let's figure a way to make this even better. Like they have such good technology, and that's why everyone's like, like I watch like MLB Network and all of that, and they're all thinking like, oh, like buzzers that can never happen. Like why the fuck not? I can fucking buy a buzzer at Walmart, like Bluetooth thing, and I'll just go fucking put it on. It's the easiest thing in the world. If they have all yeah. the cameras and shit set up, why is the buzzer the most unrealistic thing Back. apart? That? That's just yeah, ridiculous to me. It's so easy. All it is, and oh, another another thing. What do we think about the uh, the Beltron's niece thing? It's a burner. Well, we know it's not Beltron's niece anymore, right? It's, yeah. It wasn't like yeah. it wouldn't be like incarcerated Bob's burner or something. But I that's mean, what people think it is. You said Encarnacion. Yeah. Incarcerated Bob. Oh, oh incarcerated. I think you said Encarnacion. I, I may have. I don't know. Did I say Encarnacion? No, I'm, I'm behind. I keep. I don't know. No, I got you. But, That'd be sick if it was Encarnacion's burner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I That'd think... That'd make me so happy. Because for those of you who don't know, Incarcerated Bob is a guy who literally predicts everything that happens. He's wrong a lot of the time, but he he gets it right, and then he'll like, like act like he's the man after he gets yeah, it right. Yeah, about it when he gets it right. Huh? He's had some... Whether or not he predicted it, or actually his sources, who knows. But he's hit some things before, you know? So I'm not sure if he's guessing about this, if it is him that put the story out. But like... He has had some hits before when it comes to, like, breaking news. So, you know, he may be on or something. Yeah. And the thing, too, is that with, like, John Boy has said this, too, when he was talking about it, is, like, when you have a burner account, which it could be a burner of another player or something like that, but when you break news like that, I feel like, because right after the news came out, they shut the account down. So when you break news like that and you're, like, a regular person, not a burner, you want to, like, stay around. You want to get the notoriety. You want to like get the clout for breaking news like this and they just shut it down right away which makes me think it's literally just a burner of some player or incarcerated bob and then incarcerated bob went private recently after that i saw somebody tweeted that he's locking his account so it definitely could be him or just some other player who is ticked off that wants to get that out there so i just think and also too i mean it's not like it's just this you know incarcerated bob burner paltron's niece or it's not just them that are putting this information out there like john boy right after he quote tweeted it saying Five people or five different parties have told me this. Bauer said the same thing. Like, it's a buzz among the lead. Like, and I'm pretty sure Michael K said, like, maybe he's heard something about it as well. But it's not just this burner account that said it. Multiple sources, like, pretty reliable sources have said they've heard this as well. So, I mean, take that for yeah. what you will, too. I mean, I just, all this evidence is so damning. It's so obvious that I just really hope that the MLB opens this case back up because it's actually, it blows my mind that you can get away with something like this and then get. None of the players. I honestly, I don't care. Like, if you think about, I've seen on Twitter all the Astros fans. They're all happy. Like, they got their World Series. They don't care about, like, you care a little bit about the coach and the GM. But, like, I mean, they're all happy they got the World Series. Granted, I think it's very tainted still. And some people are still hanging on to that and be like, yeah, I don't really care. We got it. Like, I have a little bit different of a point of view. I honestly think, yeah, they they kept the World Series. They're definitely happy about that. Astros fans. I think they're devastated, to be honest. Like, inside. Maybe they, they try to act like tough guys on yeah. Twitter. And then the Astros fan that tries to, like, argue with other MLB fans about this, like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're in the like you're in the wrong here. Just own it. But, like, I think Astros fans, like, you can tell, like, I'm not sure if there's, like, a sense of panic. But, like, like I said before, even though the title wasn't taken away, like, the Astros' credibility is taking such a huge hit. And that goes along with Astros fans as well. So I think Astros fans are actually kind of, like, I don't think they're happy. They're maybe trying to, like, admit that they are happy, you know? Like, yeah. and it happened. But, like, they're – I. I don't know. I think how can you be happy? You know what I'm saying? Like you're like if the Yankees say won the World Series in 2017, or say like something came out that the 2009 Yankees were cheating, something like that. I would be like, I would be embarrassed. Like I wouldn't even want to like leave my yeah. house and go to my other MLB fan like friend's house because they would destroy me, you know, and rightfully so. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think they're kind of upset. Yeah, because all over Twitter, like any piece of evidence that came out that we were just discussing, they'll try and nitpick it and try and put it in a way that doesn't look so damning, but, like, it's all... Like, people... Even on my tweet that I tweeted, like, about the front of the box thing, I had so many Astros fans, t like, comment on that, like, go fuck yourself, like, this is so stupid, he's, like, he's always in the front of the box, like, bullfucking shit, he's always in front of the box, like, nobody's in front of the box on Chapman, I'm not just saying that as a biased Yankee fan, somebody who throws 100 miles per hour, like, you're gonna want that extra time to react to the baseball, that's just how it goes. Yeah, no, they're just so defensive. Yeah. So speaking of this, on the same topic, so obviously Hinch, Cora, and uh, Lunau all got canned, and then Beltron gets the can. 
Do you guys think the Mets needed to to take take down Beltron? Ahead, I just think it was, I think it was probably smart for them to do that. I mean, it's typical not to not to trash the Mets, not to beat a dead horse, but like it's kind of just you got to laugh at the Mets for having they finally get this manager that they're excited <laughs> about. It's Beltron, it's a lovable guy, and he's gone before spring training why starts. Are we, why don't we get like, Mern? <laughs> yeah, Mern, you got anything? Burns the Mets. He's lying on the he's lying on the floor, pissed off. But like, I don't know. It, I feel bad, but like, it's a smart move. They want to separate themselves from that. They can hire somebody else before spring training starts, and it's as if they never had Beltron. Because the worst thing that could happen for them is that they keep Beltron on, and then you know the MLB comes out with a punishment against Beltron at that point, and then they're really in the then then they're really screwed if it's midseason and they're looking for a manager. So yeah. I, I think it was smart for them to do that. Um, but for them, it you know it sucks. It's typical Mets like. Yeah, there, of course. There's, it was. there's that there's that meme or that gif that always this Family Guy thing where it's like, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over, and somehow, some way, they figure out a way to top that. Like before before spring, a month before spring training, they can their coach. Like, it's just the funniest thing in the world. And I personally think they did, like you said, need to need to fire him just because of the simple fact. That Let's say like Pete Alonso is doing really well down the line, or like they're making, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're doing well. And then all of a sudden, you have to fire a coach midseason. It just looks bad, and it's a big distraction for everybody. And then you'll have guys like Pete Alonso answering questions about Beltron's shit that he, they're completely unrelated. Like, and it's just a distraction for everybody. So I think they definitely should have separated themselves from Beltron, like you said. You know, I agree. One, I actually have the Mets making the playoffs in 2020, believe it or not. But um, like, I think it was a no-brainer for sure. I mean, Carlos Beltran literally was the only player named in the report, um, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, I mean, you, you had to. There was really no choice. It sucks for the Mets. They didn't really do anything wrong. Um, they hired him, contrary to a lot of people's belief, they hired him before this news broke. So, I mean, they really, especially now, didn't have much of an idea about this. Um, so the Mets didn't really do anything wrong, kind of just put in a shitty situation. So they had enough. I think there was no other choice, really. They had to fire Beltron. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know, like, like who, who are the next people that could possibly be in line for these coaching positions? Uh, they said Collins. Terry Collins. Uh, Terry Collins again. Yeah, they had, you know what, there was a graphic. I lost it, but it had a... Uh, I, I retweeted it, and then I unretweeted it for some reason because whatever. But it was just a graphic with uh, all the lists of potential coaches for uh, for the uh, Red Sox, the Astros, and the Mets now and, like, who they're interviewing kind of thing or who they should. And Terry Collins was up there for the Mets. There's another name I didn't recognize. And then the Astros and the Red Sox both are apparently looking at Dusty Baker. Like, I don't know. They're, they're not a lot of options out there now. Yeah. So I think about it, Jason Baratek too. Yeah, I heard Baratek that. Was yeah. On the, Baratek was on the Red Sox. Yeah. There was another former player. Oh, Raul Ibanez was on the uh, Raul. Astros. <laughs> He's yeah, a good manager. I think Raul would be a good manager. I think, yeah, I think manager. he would. He I just looks Raul. like a manager. Like everything about Raul just like screams manager. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, hope does. he doesn't go there because then I have to hate him. And he's my yeah. boy. Yeah. That World Series <laughs> in 2012. That was it. 2012. That World Series. We had two. Or not a World Series. ALCS. We had the two. Yeah. A DM that we got was like, do you think, how many teams do you think are going to start like actually going at the Astros every time they're in town? Or do you I think, know we will. Do you think that's well, I'm always, I'm I don't know. Of, I hope Garrett Cole pitches the first game we play the Astros. I'm, I'm just curious to see how that would go. He would, I don't think he, yeah. no, he wouldn't throw them, but me and Kev, I think we were talking about it last night. If I'm Chapman, I'm aiming for two base head the first Ooh, time. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think he. I think Tanaka might could throw because I think he pitched um, game six. And, like, you know, I, I think a couple guys might throw, but for the most part, I don't, I don't think they're going to throw. I mean, they're just, like, so hated. Like, every time they're going to go – and for the, I saw another tweet that was, like, the, for the first time in Yankees history – we are not the number one hated team in all of baseball. Like the Astros are yeah. finally taking that on top of us, and that's kind of cool. But I mean, nah, I like being the hated ones. But I mean, for a good we're hated, reason, we're hated for good reason. Yeah, yes. we're hated for a different reason. So when I, I personally think, whenever they come to anybody else's town, like they're gonna get bombarded with these questions. They're gonna get just stoned. Like everybody, like that interview that Bregman had the other day, that's gonna happen all throughout the year. And if they keep deflecting it. It's not going to get any better. Like they're going to keep coming down harder on them, and 
I think that, like, no matter how good these players are, that takes a toll on you. Like, you're going to – I feel like, oh, yeah. I honestly, a lot of people think they might not make the playoffs. Obviously, they're a good – they're very good team. But I just think it's going to be really oh, cool. Like, yeah. But, like, let's say we, you see the splits and you see that, like, graphic that was, like, strikeout-to-walk ratio and they were on an island alone and every, the rest of the league was, like, up here and they were just so much better at not swinging at balls and all that shit. I just yeah. want to – I just hope to God – that this season they just go back down to earth and maybe go to like the back percentile, like the word, like they get way worse in all those stats. So they, it just like exposes them that I want the, that I want would the be stats, really interesting if they I were want like, the stats, yeah, to be night and day, like prove that that actually yeah. they were cheating so much. And if the stats after this season show that, then it's just like, okay, come on. Yeah, <laughs> if they start chasing pitches and they're not sitting on their two old fucking sliders, like, They'll be a different team. They're definitely still one of the best teams in MLB, but the whole dynamic will change. I think the stats are going to show that. Like, it's going to be kind of crazy. And everybody, Twitter is everybody's a detective, like a detective now. So people are going to start diving into these stats. Like, it's going to be exposed if it happens. And if it's a little bit of a difference, people are going to realize and point that out. Like, and all of this shit. Imagine you're those players. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Like, I just feel like that alone is going to make them worse. You know, the fans, I think, like, that's going to be the main thing. I mean, like, the fan reception, I'm pumped to see that. Cause, I mean, like, every opposing team they go to play, they're going to get booed out of the, yeah. out of the ball, ballpark. I mean, like, yeah. player-wise, like, do I think they're going to hit anybody? Once again, that's tough going back to the fact that you don't know exactly like, who you're exactly going to hit. You know, you don't know who's the main perpetrator. You figure it's, you know, Altuve. You figure it's Bregman. I would not be surprised if Bregman gets the most brushback pitches, though. I yeah. think Bregman. If there's a player who gets it the most, I think it'll be Bregman. He's, he's cocky as hell. And just with what we see, the way he's handled it already, I can see if there is going to be a player that's going to get hit the most, I think it'd be Bregman for sure. All right, so let's I do think, that. Let's guess. I think we should put a. <laughs> I think we should put a pawn, a pawn out there. I think that we, the first time we play the Astros, I think we start J.A. Happ. And <laughs> I think. Yo, I was I just going to say that. I said let's call up Joe Schmo from Double A and have a throw. Yeah, just whoever <laughs> throws mad hard, have him throw it out to like Johnny and he gets Zanya. thrown out of the game. Johnny was yeah. Then he gets thrown in the game, and then we bring Garrett Cole in. Like, that'd be sick. There you go. Yeah. Bring in Johnny Lasagna. Like, well, as again, if we, if we bring him in, he's wild already. So it kind of doesn't look like he aimed at Almost. Him. Yeah, oh, besides the fact that Jonathan Lewis is starting the game for some apparent reason. That, too. Then it I looks like no, I, I was thinking about it. <laughs> realistically, it's a different ball game now. Nobody really gets thrown at like they used to. If this was the 80s. That's not true. Oh, no, you're 80s, so right. If this was the 80s, they would be, nowadays, be so bad. They would get drilled. They'd get killed. I mean, it still happens. Like, it, there's been no, balls. No, I, don't. I don't think anyone is – I don't think anybody's going to intentionally throw at the Astros. I, I really don't. It'd be I mean, sick uh, if they did. You just wait until Alex Wood plays them. Alex Wood is pissed. <laughs> he was he's, throwing, he was, he's throwing fireballs. He was in. He was I, in. I love seeing all the players just freak out on Twitter. Like that's what's the best. Just they were the doing that. University, like they can go fuck them. No, I love that. Like, that's sick. I know. Especially and, and especially, oh, we we didn't talk about this too. This is one of the last things we'll talk about. But when Aaron Judge took down that that uh, Instagram post, yeah, I fucking was loved it. I love that he. I mean, like out of everybody, he should like he would be pissed the most because I mean. You're talking his rookie season. He could have won an MVP. Could have possibly won the World Series. In terms of like payment alone, arbitration yeah. wise, he got screwed. You know, not just the fact yeah. that he had an MVP trophy for the World Series ring. But I mean, Aaron Judge deleting that post. I love that because he should. I mean, like, like props to Judge for handling even this class. But just deleting Instagram posts. Because if it were me, yo, I would be like, I know you can't do this. I'll be like posting shit. Like, I don't know. I'd be like posting Bauer. Go Bauer. I go so Bauer. Well, like, did you see Clevenger? I, I love what Clevenger said. He was like, uh, I think he said something like, they, like, they shouldn't even look us in the eye next year if they do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he said something yeah. like that. They shouldn't even look us in the eye. I love My arch nemesis is back. <laughs> the podcat. <laughs> the podcat. <laughs> um, no, one thing that makes me feel good about this whole thing, though, because, like, when the whole investigation started and they were like, oh, Yankees fans, don't speak now. They're going to look into you, too. I could not have been more confident. I watched that game. I watched Encarnacion fucking swing at everything. Yeah. I watched John Carlos <laughs> I watched him look like he had on fucking ice skates in the box. I if knew we, had, we were fucking cheating. If we had Buzzer, Stanton would have hit 50 home runs. 
Yeah. Oh, I couldn't have been more confident in anything that we weren't cheating. Well, that's the like, thing too. It's funny that you say that. Like, I remember Carabas tweeting. He was like, yeah. "Could you could you imagine if Barry Bonds had buzzers? That guy would hit like a hundred home runs a year." <laughs> oh my god. You just see guys like Gary, like absolutely whiffing at everything. Like, there's no way we were cheating. There's no shot. They looked like oh, shit. We were cheating <laughs> like a fucking home run derby. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. So. Uh, I think that's about it. But we'll wrap it up. One thing, everybody, go around the around the room and give your bold prediction for the year. This doesn't have to be Astros related, but it could be. You could give a little bit of that. So, bold predictions for the year could be Yankees, could be single players. Let's start with our guest Dan. We've had a little time to think about this for. <laughs> Lord, now I've got it. Okay, so going back to the juice balls. Assuming that we have the same juice balls that we had in 2019 and 2020, Aaron Judge. He's going to break Roger Maris's legit single-season home run record. He's going to hit more than 61 home runs in 2020. Wow. If we have juice balls. Think about it. That may, sound, that may sound ridiculous. That may sound ridiculous. But think about it. The same ball. Think about it. That's not out of the realm. Of I, don't think it's, right. I don't think it's right. that crazy. I mean, he yeah. came back. He came back. I think the, big, the biggest hit to that would be that he has to stay healthy for 162 yeah. games. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest That's, hit. Because, like, you know, for 162 games? I can see it. Maybe. I mean, Stan I mean, hit 60, and Aaron Judge hit, like, 52. Like, yeah. he's not hurt, and he doesn't strike out as many times as he did that season. Like, yeah, it's very doable. Well, not very doable, but it's doable. No, I mean, that, that's a bold prediction. That's the towards Yeah, that's a bold That was all right. No, that was good. I like that one. Kevin, what do you got? My bold prediction is that, um, well, <laughs> Clint Frazier – is going to finally come to, and he will be our starting outfielder by the end of the year. Even though he hates the ball and he like loves walls, he's scared. But like, I, I think I think he could come too if he saw the Yankees. I think that's really bold. That's like Mike Hawkins die. I'd be for that. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike I always Hawkins forget about Mike. He's such a forgettable guy, but. Yeah, I think that Mike Talkman is Luke Voigt. I think they're one and the same ah, and pl- played out of their minds when they got up. And then I think Mike Talkman's going to come back down to earth this year. But Voigt was like 30, like 33. Talkman's younger. He's got he's got his career. He has like more potential. Voigt was surprising because he was already up on the Cardinals and he wasn't anything good. Yeah, and then we took him to Talkman came up. I know. All right, Murph, what do you got for your bowl prediction? Uh... Yeah, my la- last time we did this uh, with Keith on, the- on our last episode, I was kind of caught off the guard, and I said maybe you would hit 35 home runs. I'm going to stay with that one. I just don't know if it's bold enough. So I'm going to go – that's going to be my Yankees one. I'm going to stick with Miggy hits 35. Um, and then I think just in general, I think the Astros missed the playoffs this year. Damn, that um, was mine. <laughs> that was mine. Oh, that sucks. I'll Sorry. But um, I just think the AL West is a really tough division, and it's going to be a tight wild card um, because now the – the Twins are good now, and the Indians are still good. So they, one of them is going to be a wild card team. And then also the A's are always there. They're always stepping up. And then the Angels have been making some moves recently, and the they White still Sox have the best player in the league. The White, White Sox, Sox are also making moves. They're in the central. But it's going to be tough yeah, the to wild card, find that wild card spot. Yeah. And if they don't win the division, um, if the A's play the same way they've been playing, uh, I don't think they're going to get the division. Um, so I could definitely see a situation where they like just miss the playoffs. Um, you know, on those last couple weekends or something like that. Yeah. So that you actually literally just fucking stole my ride about from under me. But I, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I also think that I'm gonna miss the playoffs for every reason that you just said. So if I have to switch up my bull prediction here, I'm gonna probably go with. Uh, I'll say Glaber makes it makes a shot at uh, MVP. That's not bold. Yeah. No, I think that's a problem. They need to improve some things, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would Everybody thinks that he's a great fielder. No, I he Glaber's almost like borderline not a great he's fielder. Smooth, he's a smooth fielder, but yeah, yeah. 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 People mix, mix those up. Yeah. He's kind of top that's of the league. So players. irritating about him. He makes the routine <laughs> play. Oh no, no. He makes like the dazzling plays. The routine plays. I feel like he just yeah. He just he just fucks up. So he's on base a little bit more too. But besides that, you know, he's twenty. What three? So I mean, I'm not getting on. Yeah, I think he yeah. just turned 23. <laughs> yeah, he did. He had a, he had a bunch of. I think he was closer to the top of the league in errors, honestly. 
But he is young. I've, I've talked about the whole Devers situation where he was the worst fielder I've ever seen in my life, and then he turned to a guy who can make, make the plays last season because he didn't get a hurt. And that kind of ties into the Miggy situation too. So That's one thing I wanted to get into that you said. Like, who do we think is going to play first? Because I, I, I want to oh, see, see Miggy at first. If you think I, about it. Really? Miggy's problem is that he fucking throws the ball into Africa. So take that <laughs> take that aspect out of out of his game. Put him at first. He could catch the ball and he could make the plays at the hot corner. So like, I think it's doable. Then what do you do? First yeah, but you got to do. I think Boyd should ride some pine. <laughs> nah, Boyd. That's not a guy that's underrated by Yankee fans. Boyd has played a total of 157 games with the Yankees from 2018 to 2019. He has 35 home runs and on base right around like 380. Boyd is very underrated when he's on the field and healthy. When he's on, he's on. When when yeah, Boyd is hit, he's, he's, he's great. Who who carried <laughs> us the first two months of the season? It was DJ LeMahieu, Gary Sanchez, and Luke Boyd offensively, yeah, and Gio as well. But Boyd, you got to think when he was healthy. I mean, he was hitting, he was hitting two for us when Judge was out. Boyd, I'm excited for him this year. He's another guy I think maybe could. If he stays healthy, he could probably hit maybe maybe even eclipse forty to be honest. That's no, he definitely if he stays healthy because that's four turnings that that can keep nagging, that can come back. Um, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. say healthy, though, I can't. I mean, that's a cat with like a hernia or something. That I've never had one myself, but like, I can't imagine that's too easy to play. Yeah, I think I think a good, I think a cool part about this, and it's gonna it's gonna get the best out of all these players, is that we have like two or three or four, depending on how you want to shake it out, like position battles that are actually kind of heated. Like you got at first base, you got Voight, and a lot of people think Ford could do it. Big lefty bat coming into another year, yeah. never know what he's gonna do. He. He can patrol first. I mean, first base isn't a very hard position to field, which goes into that point, too, about Miggy. He, I, I could see it happening, too. Keith, on our last episode, thought that you could throw Miggy in left. I mean, yeah, I'm I, don't not, I don't know about that. That might be a little bit of the bull prediction aspect. But, I mean, then at third base, you got Miggy paired with Geo. I think that's a very big position battle in it itself. Like, no. I think a lot of people are writing that off, but I think – I mean, Gio. No way. You could look at, you he look is at, spectacular. He doesn't make errors, and I he agree. hit 300 last year. I agree, but we and the the best part about this is it's 162 games, so we're gonna have rotations. We never have a set lineup. Yeah. It, we had a different lineup every day. I mean, that could be Stanton going to DH or Stanton playing left, or like I don't, like Clint Frazier could DH some games. Like Clint was actually like we were talking about big pieces last year. When Clint was in the game, his bat carried this team. Yeah. He had a ton of, ton of RBIs. So, honestly, I think Clint Frazier, that's not really that bold either. I think he has a big part. His bat, at least. His field, his glove sucks dick. But <laughs> yeah. Back to Miguel and Duhar, the only place, injuries aside, like the Gio Urshela or Luke Boy, injuries aside, the only place I want to see Miguel and Duhar next year is at DH. That's it. I don't yeah, want to see him play that. third base unless you absolutely have to put him at third Boyd, like I said before, that's my first baseman. I think if he's healthy, he's one of the more like, productive offensive players in the game. If he gets injured, yeah, put Andy Hoare there. But I'm not too high on Andy Hoare, as, as other people really? are. Uh, nah, yeah, because, I mean, he's rookie year. Um, one, peripheral show that he's likely to regress from his rookie year. The power's there. He doesn't get on base at that high rate. A lot of people point out his 297 batting average. I just throw that out the window because his on base was about 325, I think, which yeah. is pretty He doesn't bad. really walk um, The errors. He was terrible at third. He had, like, negative 23 defensive runs saved. I don't, want to, I don't see him anywhere. Run, 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 run. Bro, he just threw the ball literally anywhere. Like, his arm was like a sprinkler system. Like, it, you know, it, anybody who yeah. sat – if you sat nine rows up behind first base when Andahar's playing yeah. third, there's, like, a one-three chance you're getting in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that another, another thing that uh, – that, Last year pointed out, and you were saying this, like we had a different lineup a lot, but I really think that we had so many different lineups because we were literally living in fear. Like anytime we yeah. put somebody on the field, they got hurt. So like, all right, we need to give these guys more days off because our true. trainers were terrible. We got a new training staff now. Like apparently they're really good. I've heard nothing yeah. but good things about this. This apparently like the Crestie. the hire of the new training staff. I don't know shit about it. I just heard that they're apparently phenomenal. Yeah, the guy the I guy Crusty in action. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the strength and conditioning coach Crusty, he's like one of like the more famous like like trainers. He worked with like uh all, like all these big names like Corey Kluber and stuff like that. So they hired him. He was like a celebrity trainer sort of thing with in terms of baseball and now we got him. So hopefully 
I mean, to, to kind of wrap up here, what we've been saying, if you told me that this offseason, I think this is the best offseason ever in base, like Yankees history. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. and that's not even a cap. Like, I think we have, like, if you told me we would get Garrett Cole, and in turn, we're taking Garrett Cole from the Astros, so we're making them worse. Then you told me that, I mean, this cheating thing didn't, wasn't even a thing at that time. So if you, you wouldn't even be able to tell me this. But then if we find out that the Astros cheat, A.J. Hinch is gone, Lunau gone, that hurts the team. And then the Red Sox, <laughs> the Red Sox, these are all of our rivals. The Red Sox lose. They have the whole trade talks with Mookie Betts. Like things aren't well in, in Fenway right now. Then you get Cora gone. You don't know who's going to be coaching the team. They're in fucking – they look like a dumpster fire. Then another team who we don't even really pay attention to, but it's just funny that the Mets also lose their coach because they're wrapped up in something that wasn't even involving them. And then we also go ahead and – I mean, it's just – and then we, we go in and we're going to get another health – hopefully everybody's getting healthy. So, like, every single thing right – and I'm, I don't know if I was missing something else big that happened, but – if you told me that happened, I honestly think this is the best offseason we've ever had. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, if you look around... Pages alone, for sure, yeah. Yeah. If you look around and it's like, who are the three teams I hate the most? I would say the Astros, the Red Sox, and the Mets. And something bad happened to all three of them. Oh. So, like, that's, that's <laughs> nice just to start with. And we got Garrett fucking Cole, so... Like, so we got yeah, that. Cool. And all of our rivals or and the Mets. Rivals and the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put them aside. They all got way worse, like detrimentally worse. And like, like if you had to, if you had to guess now, so who is who is like your most feared team? Like who? Obviously, we're the Rays. Every, the Rays. I, yeah, I agree with that. Who? Yep. The Rays or the Braves? the Rays? Hundred percent. The Rays. And I would say honestly, not maybe the Dodgers number one, but the cross all baseball. Dodgers aside, honestly, the Rays. The Rays is what they they freak me out the most for sure. Well, in, I'm scared in, of the Phillies. Yeah. Well, no, we're talking in American League at least, just to make this uh, little series. The Twins got better. I, I, the twi- I was going to say. The I was twins. just going to say the Twins were mine. Yeah, they, they're good. They, were, they got Donaldson. That's a big deal. Their offense was already great. Pitching wise, what have they done? They yeah, got who, who did they get? Not like not Homer Bailey and who else? What are the Homer Bailey? Who was it? Homer Bailey is a Yankee uh, assassin. <laughs> he is. Uh, we put. We posted that picture. We <laughs> remember what? We can't, can't fucking beat Homer Bailey. Not really at all. Was it Rich Hill? I don't know. They got some other bomb. But regardless, if you match our pitching staff against theirs, top to bottom, even bullpen included, we killed them in that. Their bats are very good, and I will give them that. Like, that's a scary lineup, top to bottom. They hit the most home runs in MLB history. We were right there with them. And honestly, that's kind of skewed, and they kind of throw that away because we were hurt the whole year. So if we were healthy, we would have hit, like, 10 times more than they did. But that's a good lineup, top to bottom. And then you add Donaldson in there, it's scary. For sure, no. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely going to be good, and that's like the home run record. Even in 2018, when we broke it, I didn't care whatsoever. Like that, that doesn't bother me at all that they, they took our home run record, and it'll probably get broken again this year. Yeah, yeah. it's literally going to get broken every year now. It's just, uh, it just depends yeah. on who's going to do it now. You got guys like, you got guys like Gardner hitting 27 bombs or something. So yeah. Oh. It, we accept Gardner should never hit third ever again. I love Brett Gardner to death. No, I fucking ne- hated it. I hated ever it so Remember much. ALCS game, uh, what was it, game three against Cole, where LeMahieu had a single, Judge had a single, and then Gardner. Yeah, I was there. I was literally there. there. Was so bad. And Gardner, like, popped up, bro. Oh. I just yeah. wish we could hit, like, I wish our lineup, we could put, like, three DJ LeMahieu's just for, like, <laughs> when we need him up. Because, like, I love his power. He gets it done. A fun conversation. This might be pretty incriminating, and I like—I don't know if I should say it, but I'm definitely gonna say it. But uh, <laughs> one of our friends, uh, he knows George Springer's cousin. He works with him, and he said that he, when the whole thing was happening, he texted George Springer, and he was like, "Yo, did you guys cheat?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, 100 percent." Like just so, or he was on Facetime with him. He no way. Some of them, and he was like, "What? Oh yeah, we, yeah, we cheated." Like, and he just like openly <laughs> said it. And, and he also said that breaking news. He said that George Springer said that if the Yankees ever offered him, he would want to go there in a heartbeat. Is this What's true? Awesome. Yeah, he's from Connecticut, George Springer. So like the yeah, kid, you, you throw this on Twitter, you're gonna like blow up. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to be that kid. <laughs> like, no, I actually, no, I, I, I think it's like, like 
Steve. I totally missed yeah. you. Yeah. Why did you tell gonna, us I, this? I, I, I was going to tweet this the second we get off. See, like, I don't want to, like, yeah, I think could just oh, be, like, no. blowing smoke up my ass, but he was like, yeah, he was on FaceTime with George Springer, and he was just like, oh, yeah, we, we, we cheated. I met George Springer. Good dude. Good dude. Yeah, I just got on FaceTime <laughs> with Alex Corey, so they cheated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but George Springer, that's my bold prediction. He's going to be a Yankee one day. Another be so sick. Other move. Yeah, but we'll get him when he's thirty-two. For he's gonna have an Ellsbury contract. Another yeah, probably. Move that I wanted to talk about before we end it is, and this it kind of is related to what we're talking about because with the uh, the Rays, I didn't like they got rid of Tommy Pham, who was arguably their best player, and yeah, that didn't that. really make sense to me. But so that they get worse by getting rid of him, even though he can't see. He has that whole vision problem, <laughs> like he literally is blind. But they get rid of him for – I don't really think it was much. But then a, a really good move I think they, they got was getting uh, Jose Martinez. I mean, he is somebody that everybody's known should have moved to the American League to be a DH. Because he's like Clint Frazier, but even worse. He's the worst outfielder anybody's ever seen. <laughs> like, he's actually horrible. But And that's a move that was a long time coming with the Cardinals. And him getting regular at-bats at DH – Kind of, kind of scares me a little bit from the from the Rays. We're facing them a lot too, so I could see him hitting a lot of home runs against us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and they're pitching too. I mean, they're one, two, three punches. Pretty insane. They got Morton now and Glasnow. And Glasnow went healthy. I mean, he at the beginning of last year he was one of the best pitchers yeah. in baseball. I'm telling you, and they're both. going to be good this year. They had them ranked like when they when I saw the offseason rankings for uh, bullpens and everything. They had the the Rays ranked above us. Really, and that's. To be honest, that's fair. Honestly, I would say more so equivalent, but yeah, oh, yeah, but uh, it's like one A, one B. But like they were, they were. If even though the, they're in the conversation, that's kind of a big, big deal there. I mean, they're very under the get radar. Me, get me hater, and it's not a conversation. I, I think that's done, though. I think that's over. And Probably. I know you haven't heard much. Yeah, no, I, I don't. When I, I think the trade talks with hater are done, but I think this is the team we got. That's what we're sticking with. They're not going to make any more moves, and I'm very happy with it. And we kind of just talked about a lot of other teams and how they're all really good. But in reality, that's just us trying to see the, the light of what, what other teams are bringing to the table. But in reality, we're so much better. <coughs> else is crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right. I think, I think that wraps it up for me. Does anybody else have any closing comments? Let's go Yanks. Yeah. Good yeah. Judge, 62 home runs in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I'm with it. I'm on I'm trade. so down. Throw together a poll of our bold predictions and see, see who agrees or something like that. I'm yeah. going to get ripped Both apart. Things. I say Clint Frazier is going to be a fucking starter and he can't fucking find a baseball. I can't hear it. Yeah, I saying we're going to re-sign Greg Bird and he's going to hit 35 home runs. <laughs> that Fuck, I fucking in peace, Greg Bird. I fucking I, I love Greg Bird. I love Greg Bird, actually. I want Greg Bird to tear it up. I love Greg Bird. Oh, you were such a fucking loser. He looked like I almost bought a Greg Bird jersey the first game last I have a Greg Bird jersey in my closet right now, and I'm not throwing it out. I love Greg Bird. We were at stadium. Real quick, I take my MLB The Show franchise very seriously. I'm in year two. I'm in 2020. Greg Bird is still my starting first baseman. Put it that way. I love that. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking talking about. I would have had Tyler Austin, man. I loved him. Tyler Austin. He was cool, too. I fucked with Tyler Austin. His dad was crazy, though. But. We, 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 just had a, we just had a stepbrothers moment. Like We just became best friends over Greg Bird. <laughs> yeah, <we're not. laughs> yeah, we, just, we were at the stadium, and Kev hadn't had a jersey since he was a kid. And we went to the, the one right outside, right next to uh, stands. And Kev goes, yo, I want to buy a jersey. And I was like, okay, get like Glaber, Judge, or something. And I, th- I think you already had Judge, didn't you? I had it like in my hand, and I was like, yo, I think I'm gonna get Greg Bird. <laughs> I was like, but that's just the next Swisher. Now I said to the guy, I was like, no, it said Bird on the back, so it was problematic. And I wasn't. <laughs> never oh. Just oh, Jay Happ switched his number too. Oh, it's fuck thirty-three yeah. now. Bird. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking horrible now. <laughs> I think her number thirty-three is cursed now after yeah. Swish. It's yeah. Cursed. I said to the guy, I was like, yo, how many Greg Bird jerseys have you sold? He goes, honestly, this season, I think zero. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, so, yeah. like, should I be the first? He was like, dude, I won't let you buy it. Like, he don't do that. <laughs> he, like, he was like, don't buy it, Greg Bird. Yeah. He was, being, he was being a nice guy because it would have aged poorly. But I was like, I'm going to buy this jersey, and he's going to hit two home runs today. And then I didn't buy the jersey, and he got sent down the next week. Yeah, because that was when he was actually – that was when he was on the team still, like, in the yeah, mix. Yeah, he was my boy. 
He hit a home run opening day, and I'm never going to let it pass. I was so hyped. I was like, this is it. This is the year, Bird. Yeah. We're finally going to see the we've been waiting for. And then, like, I think he got, like, two hits in his next 30 at-bats. Got injured. Yeah, he whatever. So, <laughs> I will say boy. this, though. I will say this, though. That home run in the Indian series was electric with Greg Bird. And that's, like, arguably wow. one of the coolest moments that's- of that, that series. The call, the Yankee Stadium went nuts. And it was just yeah, so the call was nuts. That and that really too, like that kind of like because remember we were down 0-2 at the time. That's what really started like the this little run we had in the playoffs. Yeah. He's an unsung hero. His jersey should be retired. <laughs> yeah, it's it yeah, every- probably not even retired at his high school. It is retired oh. as as Nick Swisher. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. My laptop's about to die, but that was was a lot of fun. We're going to definitely, if you're down, have you on whenever else you want. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.